Hello, listeners. Welcome to the next session. I'm Adam Johns. No, you say an advice podcast. Advice podcast. For... <laughs> you going to sign it over? Off to a stellar yeah. Just go for there. An advice podcast. No, no, no. For no. game masters no, we're who are blah 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 All right. <laughs> People don't think I edit this podcast, but I do. <laughs> I edit it a lot. It's my fault. It is your fault. <laughs> That's a compliment. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the next session. An advice podcast for game masters who are seeking help with their next game session. I'm Adam Johns. And I'm Alyssa Johns. And we have a special guest joining us once again today. Welcome, Greg. Thank you so much. A repeat offender. A repeat offender. Is that what you're calling your your guests? You're you're our first reoccurring character. Oh my goodness! Well, it is it is an honor and a privilege to uh, to be here once more. Thank you both for inviting me. Well, it's wonderful to have you, and this happens to be our season finale for season one. Season finale. Oh, that was nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's our season I, finale I have, music. I have something for this. Hold on. Hold on. Se- season finale. <laughs> there we go. Go. <laughs> we did it. It's, it's my favorite. It's my favorite celebration sound effect. <laughs> uh, little little DM hint. Uh, it's a it's a it's a free app uh, and. It's a great thing to do whenever you're playing uh, and someone gets a crit, especially if you're playing over, uh, you know, over Zoom or whatever uh, media you have. People feel real good when they get a crit and they get the, the air horn. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great, that's great advice. That's I could also see... Kids and adults. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could also see thunderous applause, you know. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty great. Just cheering. <laughs> well, we just arbitrarily picked that twenty episodes would be our our a season. That's true. There's really no. Well, there's there's really there's really not that, that great no, significance you, you guys, to this. You guys put a lot of thought into it. You told me about it before. There's twenty that's sides true. to a die that that you roll on a D uh, in D and D, and so that's how uh, you wanted to go out with twenty episodes. You know the critical hit being the season finale. It was this really critical. Lovely. You're 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 really you know being very humble right now. This this is why I love having <laughs> improvisers on the show because <laughs> they're amazing and making us look great. They're fantastic. Yes, that's <laughs> thanks, the thanks, reason. Greg. Yes, exactly. That's that, why that this is the critical hit episode. Welcome to the season finale critical hit. We should call it season finale critical hit. That, I'll title it that. What about the other title that you were? That's fine. Okay. The, t- the other title is going to be joke items and joke spells. You, you could call it critical hit. Just kidding. Just kidding. Because yeah. we're talking about joke stuff today. That's good. Yeah. Okay. I'll title of that. Okay. So along those lines, yeah. we're going to talk about some jokes. If we decided for our season finale, we would do a little bit. We'll shake it up a little. We'll do a little bit, a little bit of a different thing. And one of the things that I know that I love to have in my games is joke items. Uh, we, we each have five joke items uh, that hopefully we'll get to all of them. And uh, I, I think we should just round robin style 
and just you know we just come up we're just gonna propose our joke items propose our joke items and so talk about them so actually for reference for game masters who may be listening the the way i like to use this there's several different ways that you might want to use some of these joke items and maybe we'll talk about it per item too but one thing that i love to do is actually have like a joke shop like a like a shop that's just filled with magical joke items and i find that that players really enjoy that kind of thing uh or to have like a junk room that's filled with a bunch of items that are that are just just junk. They're, like, they're joke junk items or whatever. So the joke shop would be Weasley's Emporium or whatever that yeah, is. Yeah. And then the junk room would be the room of requirement? I, I guess so. The room of requirement <laughs> is supposed to give you whatever you would you whatever you whatever need, right? Yeah. Um, It'd be like the room of... Anti-requirement? Unrequirement. The, the, the room of not-so-usefulness. <laughs> it... Uh... This is the pay what you can room. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, yeah. it was uh, uh, tested by you know by various viewers and stuff, and it just it didn't it didn't play as well as the room of requirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it just didn't. So they fly. cut it out. The, the focus group testing was not as good. <laughs> I want to write yeah, exactly. entirely uh, entirely based on focus group testing. Young, young <laughs> yeah. British kids, young British kids were not. Um, familiar Every, with the American ideals of stuffing storage bins as full as you can. Yeah, that's the or that's the American need, way. American way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, who wants to go first? I'll start. I'll start us off. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, my first item is called the. I, and I should preface. I'm not sure. I came up with great names for items. I just sort of came up with a concept and then kind of gave it a name. Did you invent <laughs> all of your items? Yeah. See, I like a good game master pilfered from <laughs> everywhere on the internet. No, I I invented from scratch all my items. Wow, yeah. you're better than me. That's that's <laughs> maybe well. Let's let's see, let's hear what the items are. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out whether or not that's that was actually a good idea. Okay. <laughs> so my first item is called the sword of flip flop. Mm. Uh, the sword of flip flop. Every time you make an attack on somebody, you swap weapons with them. <laughs> so then. So then they get the sword of flip Yeah, on? exactly. Yeah. And, then... <laughs> and then when they make an attack on you, Man. they swap weapons. <laughs> so, but if okay. you're if you're high enough on on the initiative and you guys are going up against a you know powerful foe, that could give you like at least one round with like a staff of the magi or or like you know powerful powerful uh, weapon that the enemy is wielding. It's totally true. So it, long as you can actually wield it. it. It could also mean that you stab somebody who has no weapon at all. Now he has the sword. Right. Oh. <laughs> Does he just pull it out of him? <laughs> I think he just... I just think oh, when you, you know hit what you somebody should call with it? it? What's that? The bait and switchblade. The bait Ooh. and switchblade. Oh, that's yes. so much better. Oh, this is why I need to come up with names. I'm typing that in. The bait and switchblade. TM. Adam and Greg. That's so good. That's just Greg. That's Greg gets. <laughs> um, every time, yeah. every time you use it in a campaign, you just have to text me and be like, you, "I used it again." That's, I use the here's the bait yeah. and switch word. Yeah. That's, 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 that's my that's residual. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, uh, the monetary values. No, no monetary. Just, just like uh, we used it again. Thanks. Yep. Just so you know. Depending on our um, our mobile provider, you know, maybe it charges us to text you. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh. 900 numbers. You're not getting anything, but 
T-Mobile is. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want them to profit from, that's, that's <laughs> from your bait and switchblade. That's the bait and switch. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's very meta. It's that's a very meta mean. idea. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I like I like the idea just that I every time I hit somebody, then we both like look down confused at our at our weapons. Yeah. And, have to keep trading back and forth. That's pretty funny. I think it just magically swaps. So whatever was in my hand now was in your hand. It doesn't can keep the orientation so that suddenly you're holding the knife blade. No, no. I be... think I think like you're now wielding properly the the sword. Is my it, that's what it, it is in my mind. In my head, there's a sound effect that goes with it that's like from I Dream, Dream of Genie where like the the like boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sound or whatever. Or I was thinking like a zap, maybe. A zap is good. Yeah. I like the bait and switch blade. Um, I'll go next. All right. Um, I have the boon orang. <laughs> the boon orang deals one d12 of damage and two d6 of healing. How lucky do you think you're going to get throwing it at a friend or an ally? <laughs> <laughs> so you throw the boon orang, and it will deal a d12 of damage but two d6 of healing. I like. I like that. Does it come back to you? Is it is it oh, a yeah. boomerang? Yeah. Is it a, yeah, totally. You get it back. So you whack somebody in the head with this boomerang, and it flies back to you, and, and then it, it either on, makes them feel better or worse. Yeah, depending on um, who you're hitting, you you kind of want one outcome or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Do you still have to roll for accuracy for hitting your friend? I think, uh, yeah, I would imagine you'd you still, still have, have to, to make an attack roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your friend's you armor class. That's a good point. <laughs> I didn't think of that. That's a good point. Yeah, roll for accuracy, and then if you hit them in the head, 1d12 damage, 2d6 yeah. healing. I like the idea, though, that like you get to roll the healing, and the DM gets to roll the damage, and so there's this like contested dice roll that's out in the Oh, open. I do like oh, that. Oh, that's idea. fun. Yeah. That'd be fun, yeah. I also like the idea that it does the damage first and then the healing. Yeah. <laughs> so you might you might knock your friend unconscious <laughs> accidentally, <laughs> Bring them uh, and then turn around and heal them back up to to whatever hit points you. But you, you got better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry about that, Greg. But you got better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The boonerang. All right, Greg, lay it on us. Oh, okay. Um. So, uh, I I have one called ceiling wax. And ceiling yeah, ceiling wax. It uh, it's 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 a it's a con- uh, consumable, so it has like uh, ten uses. Uh, and if you drip it onto an envelope and seal it like a stamp, ceiling wax, uh, uh, then uh, the envelope cannot be opened, or the package cannot be opened by anyone except for who was who it's addressed to. Um, Ooh, that's that's but, fun. I like that. But you can also drip a drop on each of your shoes. So each one takes. So it, it only has five charges in that case. And then you can walk. Uh, you gain the benefit of spider climb. So you can uh, walk on the ceilings because I, it's ceiling wax. Yeah. See, when you yeah, first said ceiling, ceiling wax, wax, I was like for waxing ceiling, your ceiling. For wa- and then you said seal, and I went, okay, that makes sense. That's brilliant. Yeah, I like, I like that. that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Um, does it come in many colors? Of course. Brilliant. Yeah. Does it work if I want to surf on top of a marine animal? <laughs> you mean like a seal? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it would it would be a performance check, but I don't know. 
already used my ceiling wax. <laughs> so are you sticking yourself to? The I don't seal? know. Does it make me? Does it make me? Or, stick it, or, or does slide it make off of an excellent, uh, an excellent like harpoonist? Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> so could could be good in Icewind Dale. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like that. I like this. I like sealing wax. I like sealing wax a lot. I also like the idea of having like a secure letter, mostly because I like the idea of the bad guy like struggling to open this. Like, <laughs> or, or being like, you know, maybe maybe your your character is you know not like the best fighter, but maybe they have like the the uh, hermit or sage background, and like they've got this, and you're like, you know. Oh shit! Uh, I come across, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a MacGuffin or key or whatever, and you're like, I know what to do with this. I'm gonna put it in my envelope and seal it and mail it to myself. And so, like, only I, yeah, I, I've got the thing. This is stuck in this envelope until uh, I open it. So, like, now I got a little bit of leverage. You can't kill me because if yeah, I'm yeah. dead, you never. <laughs> no, no one can ever open this. Yeah. Job security. <laughs> um, here's a question for you, Greg. What's that? Um, say that Adam is the one that did the sealing wax on uh-huh. this letter and I want to get what's inside right. and I kill him and I take his hands like a puppet and try to open it. Will it open? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that's one way of doing it. I would also probably say like, if you had dispel magic, that would also, you know, undo, sure. undo it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah. You could kill a person and then, like, <laughs> use them like a meat puppet. <laughs> this is pretty, it's pretty gruesome. It's also really tough to manipulate, like, like dead me's hands. I'll practice. To open the, to open the letter. I'll practice on other <laughs> The spell magic would be easier, but... <laughs> no, no, no. We're already in this. It's hard, it's hard. We already got it all set up. We got the strings and everything. We might as well just do it now. <laughs> what has all of my rat armies been... My rat ballet has been about? <laughs> Why do you even bother having a rat ballet if you're not going to have them Honestly. ready to puppeteer someone's dead body to open a secret... Sealed letter. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Adam, what's your next? Oh one? yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That was round one. Okay, I named this one Francesco's Loop, oh. but for no particular reason because I don't know who Francesco is, and I just thought it sounded like a nice name. Yeah, screw that guy. <laughs> um, this ring, once attuned, expands your soul's capacity, allowing you to attune one extra item. <laughs> so it just. Yeah. It just lets you attune another. <laughs> it doesn't do it. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> you have to attune to it, and then you can attune one extra. <laughs> My grandpa uh, was a, was a, a real good carpenter, and he would make little um, little toys and things. Uh, and one of one of our family's favorites was a it's a it was a, a bit of a square a a, a, rect, a a rectangle or no it was a square but um, it had two channels running horizontally and vertically uh, across it. So it, it broke it up into quarters and there was a little piece of wood that was fit in the channel of one and the other. And both of them were attached to a handle that when you would turn it, the, when you turn the handle, the, the two things would, one would go this way and one would go that way, but they would never run into each other because of how they were positioned. He called it the BS grinder. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's sort of what this is. I I like it if later mm-hmm. you drop 
something for your players that um, gets you a bonus for how many items are attuned to you. Ah, yeah. That'd be pretty funny. You've got all yeah. these all these rings of attunement yeah. <laughs> you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. I've got 12 of them. <laughs> They're just stackable rings, yeah. Yeah. which are very popular. Some sort of like gateway, like like it would be uh, maybe not not something that was on on a direct course of the uh, of the like the campaign adventure. or something, but like just this offshoot of like oh no you you are you aren't attuned to enough uh, things to access this special chamber. Yeah, yeah. Label? The doorway you can only pass if you're attuned to ten items or something. <laughs> That'd be fun. I like that. I like that idea. That's that's a good way to pull it. To actually make it useful. I wasn't actually imagining it any way in which it would be useful. Well, that's, you know, that's the sort of thing that, like, people on, at your table would be like, why would I even bother with that? That does literally nothing mechanically or, you know, whatever. And I think like, that's the yeah, point where you want it. Yeah, you, want it. you know, you never know if you... Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> Uh, it requires attunement, but it gives you an extra slot of attunement. Uh, What is wrong with you, you kook? (laughs) And then, you know, uh, uh, in a further session, have some some sort of, like, shortcut or pathway or or secret, like, there's a cool item you can see, but you can't get past this wall of force because you aren't attuned to enough items. Uh, or 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 something like this sword does bonus damage based on how many items you have attuned. Yeah, or something, something like that. Something. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to throw them up. Where's the ring? <laughs> oh no! Oh, we're gonna get that. All he had I had like to do five. was wear it. He had like five for sale. <laughs> it did nothing. It'd be even better if like they kept coming up. Yeah. Like these are all over the place. Really? Like you get one at the shopkeeper, and you're like, well, this is a dumb item, and then you keep finding bad guys who have these these rings. And you're like, why does everybody have these dumb <laughs> rings that don't do anything? And then you keep like selling them or getting rid of them or not using them, and then you find yeah the sword the sword of attunement yeah <laughs> that, that does that does three times as much damage for the number of rings of attunement that you have. <laughs> That's extra damage equal to the amount of things you're attuned to. Or <laughs> yeah. Francesca's sword. Francesca's sword. Yeah. 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 He's <laughs> the one Francesca's who would want it. ring. Yeah. And then Francesco's sword. Even Francesco. Yeah. Um, okay, so my next one is also a ring. It's oh, called okay. Fire Distinguisher Ring. <laughs> okay. It will identify all fires within range, but the range is touch. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's a fire. <laughs> it calls out, yep, that's fire. Here's the thing, though. You can, you can make that useful because what that effectively does it's a very very niche but you are able to determine I- I- illusionary fire that's true that's, that's true ah. yeah yeah <laughs> i mean usually when you touch illusionary fire you ought already determine that it's not a fire but <laughs> but this is de- this but is definitive now you know for sure but that, nope. you know there's some high level magic that can mess with those other elements that make you believe that it is i would the- <laughs> the ring says, yup, that's a fire when you touch fire. Does it say, nope, that's not a fire when you're not touching fire? Yeah, it says. Just all the time? It says, not it's- a fire. <laughs> that's not a fire. That's not fire. Oh, gosh. You could be the most annoying DM if <laughs> someone that takes this ring and they're like, oh, that actually could be useful. And then every time they pick something up, you're just like, up, oh, that's not fire. <laughs> 
I opened the door. Oh. That's not fire. No, that's not fire. No. <laughs> <laughs> they throw the ring into a cave, and all you hear is that's not fire. fire. <laughs> I like that. This this gives me an idea for another item, which would be the reverse fire alarm. That just goes off whenever there's not, <laughs> whenever there's not fire. Reverse smoke detector. You know, you say that, but it it could be pretty comforting to to hear the noise yeah. to know that there's not a fire. That's true. Depending on the noise. All right, all right. Uh, so uh, I had something. Um, something I like to do is uh, give weapons special properties. Uh, in fact, on uh, in. Ch- uh, section there's a special features section in the dungeon master's guide in chapter seven called special features which can be a really good way if you want to make a joke item or if you want to do something like that uh uh you can you can use it as kind of a template and kind of play around with that but um i uh i have the next one i, I have the next uh magic item is one i use um it's called the Lantern of Revealing. It's in a very similar vein to the second second uh, round. Uh, the Lantern of Revealing um, was sold to the character by a, a rather uh, unreliable source, and he says it 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 reveals uh, things that were previously hidden um, and talked it up like you can actually see invisible creatures uh, through it, and so on and so forth. But uh, the joke amongst the group is that, man, he just sold you a, a lantern because <laughs> the person that's been using it would like, <laughs> have it. unfortunately, like would use it in inopportune times, like somebody like would turn invisible, but then run one way and he would like shine the lantern in, in another direction. So it was like, you. Uh, it's it's illuminated the the dark corner, uh, but you don't see anyone. But you you see that corner. Uh, that one. <laughs> it's, it's very, the corner is revealed to you. Yeah. <laughs> so the joke at the table is that it's just a regular lantern that he insists is a lantern of revealing, but no one else believes him. Um, you know, um, not to I mean totally to skip over Adam, but one of my items is called the torch of night vision. <laughs> and it grants the bear a night vision while while it's lit. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> so actually, to, to to jump on the same train, you have the same one. Oh, not no. quite. Um, I'm a big fan of items that don't make a lot of sense for the space where they're equipped to give you the effect that they give you. So I have pants of night vision. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like we're playing uh, in World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. I guess they I guess they give you hindsight too. Hindsight. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but along those along those same lines, since since we're hopping around a little bit, um I, I just in general like that concept of of an item that, that does that. So I also have glasses of the ram. Uh, which is based off the the ring of the ram, where you punch something and it turns into a ram. But these are glasses of the ram. So when you look at something, or headbutt them, maybe. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Um, or a vorpal club. It's a really sharp club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if for for listeners that don't know, the vorpal sword is a sword from 
Jabberwocky. Uh, from the, the Jabberwocky from one of the Alice in Wonderland's tales. Um, and it was incorporated into Dungeons and Dragons decades ago. Yeah. Um, as a sword that whenever you roll a natural 20, it automatically decapitates the target. Um, so a Vorpal Club, I guess, does the same thing. <laughs> or you hit the target's head off of their body, maybe? Or... Not <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure, but I like I like the concept. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I also enjoy consumable items. But, like I feel like people, uh, players are more willing to like take... Uh, an item that's a bad pun or a joke if it's like like yeah you, you know it has you know it, it's it's a, it's a potion of potioning or whatever like i don't know. but like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fun and it uh, you know it doesn't require an attunement it doesn't take up like a a, a an in-game resource uh you know but uh but it does something silly and goofy it's like i i like that so i have uh something called adamantium is a chalky sour tablet that grants uh, 10 temporary hit points uh, an advantage on constitution saves for one hour. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's helpful. It's got, you know, you could, you could find a a, a little, um, I I imagine that Adamantium is like, like a little Pez dispenser with like a little armored dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's 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 good. That That reminds me of, oh, sorry. I don't think the item's done. Was that the end? Yeah, there's no, there's no negative. There's no. It's no, just a fun. It's just a fun little Pez dispenser it's just guy. A Pez dispenser that gives yeah. you some some temporary hit points and advantage on con saves. I love, I love it. Adamantium. Great. Yeah. Adamantium. That reminds me of um, Rainier's. We talked about this before, but we got the quote wrong, so I have to say it again. But Rainier had an artificer who um, made these band aids mm-hmm. of like minor healing. And he would slap him on you and go, "You're fine." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he could only he could only make so many, um, but that kind of reminds me of that where it's just like a little tiny like you know band aid that just mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you're fine. A little I like the idea of Pez dispenser too. Yeah, <laughs> something something really great about Pez dispenser. But you know, if it were me, I would eat the whole thing and and one. You know, what's the point of the Pez? I'll just take it all out and eat it. And this is what I do with that's Pez what dispenser. I do. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I would say it, it requires you got to pull a face because it's a chalky sour. Oh, yeah, it's it's kind of sour. That's, Make a sour face. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um. Well, since we're jumping around, <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah, know yeah, where just we are. Try, I don't know. Who knows? So I have an item here called the Shoes of the Restless Traveler. Ooh. The Shoes of the Restless Traveler. These shoes oh. allow their user... Usler? Usler. Wow. <laughs> they allow the user to run for miles without feeling fatigue. Oh. But if they try to do anything else with it, walk, uh, sit down, or jump, um, uh, they will instantly trip. <laughs> <laughs> so you can only put them on if you're going to run. If you're going to run. You're going to yeah. run. That's great. Uh, These are like the Forrest Gump shoes. Yeah, but if you stop or anything else, you just fall up <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> you trip. <laughs> <laughs> gotta make a you gotta make a like a dexterity saving throw that gets like progressively harder. <laughs> the longer you wear the shoes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um I actually have also have boots. Uh these are called the boots of walking power. Oh. Um it says while wearing these boots your walk speed is increased dramatically, becoming the same as your run speed. Your run speed is unaffected. Okay, so they just you just 
I apparently make a lot of useless items that don't do. You're just power walking. (laughs) What if you have a boots of the moonwalk? Oh yeah, that's good. Boots of the moonwalk. So you you can glide along surfaces, but you can only do it moonwalking. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who is, uh, I cannot moonwalk to save my life. You don't want to see it. No one wants to see that. I can't want to see that. Nope. No, no one wants I, to see me yeah, attempt I'm, to moonwalk. I said 100% want to do that. I would love that. to put on boots of moonwalking and just like, <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I think I think boots are my favorite item. They're like my favorite magic item in, in D&D for a thing that you equip or that you wear that has magical properties. I don't know why, but like really cool shoes. Is like the thing my character wants. I always wanted when I was a kid. I always wanted the boots of Hermes with like the little wings with on it wings. that make you fly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and my game master would never give me that because it was super powerful and very broken. But <laughs> um, but I always liked that idea. And I don't, I don't, there's something there's something really appealing. Maybe I'm like a sneakerhead at heart. Maybe. Yeah, um, but you have but like, like only no Indian shoes. Indian. No, I actually, don't. you do have not a lot in of real shoes. life. I don't really. You have a really... lot of shoes because you won't get rid of your shoes. Yeah, that's true. But you don't wear them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in real life, I'm not a sneakerhead. I want to make a character who's a sneakerhead, and he's got a bunch of different, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of different magical boots. <laughs> your catchphrase will be, "Oh, he got the Velcro." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I also had a a, a similar uh, magic item. Um. I was I was talking to Ida about these, uh, and 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 she suggested uh, a rock of healing, similar oh. to your boomerang. Uh, same, <laughs> same idea. So you you pelt someone with a rock. <laughs> you, hit him, you hit him with a rock. I don't know why that's worse than the boomerang. <laughs> it's effectively the same, but for whatever reason, the rock feels meaner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the rock with like a. Some, like a glyph of healing on it, but you have to throw it at someone and it does the damage and then it heals. Same same mechanical concept as yours, but it's just a rock. I love that. Yeah. I think my boomerang is now going to be a rock. Yeah. <laughs> now I kind of want a series of rock items that all do different things, like a rock of glass shattering. <laughs> <laughs> when thrown at glass. <laughs> thrown at glass. This rock effectively shatters the glass. This is you know, common double- magic item and a uh, <laughs> faint evocation aura. Um, this is Plus my... a rock of trap triggering. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, would, I, would, I would make a I would make like a rogue that swears he's like an arcane trickster and <laughs> yes. like, here's my here's my <laughs> rock of my my rock of uh, does, trap detection. Here's my. Does he does he shout whatever it is as he throws it? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Rock of distraction. <laughs> well, this, maybe this is my my rock of of lock opening. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch the magic happen. <laughs> maybe this rogue has a pet rock familiar. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! <laughs> that they drew little eyes on, and yeah. you know, oh, Rocky, Rocky, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. <laughs> Is that Trevor? Yeah, you should scout ahead. <laughs> Shh, Trevor's asleep in my pocket. <laughs> hey, Trevor. Yeah. Um, 
I like this character. <laughs> and it, I like the rock of healing to go along with it, which at this point may or may not actually heal anybody. <laughs> so um, I have, a, 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 when I was coming up with these or like looking for other avenues, um, there's, I found, I found someone on, um, on uh, Instagram uh, that actually makes a lot of uh, humorous items for a D&D game. Uh, uh, they're called uh, the Daily Dungeoneer. And oh, fun. They, and they, they have like little, a nice, a nice little like aesthetically pleasing like image of the item and a description and stuff. But like some of them are kind of helpful, but like maybe are a pun. Um, others are, are very silly, but uh, the one that I, I found that I liked a lot was called Dangling Mr. Fishy. <laughs> and it's a wondrous item. It's a trinket and it's rare. Uh, and it's a, uh, it's the, the description goes, ah, catch it. This dangling fish toy casts charm person on all tabaxi within eyeshot and makes them unable to resist wanting to play with it. <laughs> little cat toy a little cat toy charms specifically just... tabaxi that can see it i like i like that a lot and that's kind of the kind of flavor of, of what the, uh, <laughs> what the, i'm gonna uh, follow them on uh on instagram so uh yeah they've got yeah. they've got some we'll really great lots of their items. uh items um uh i've got the this is a cursed item oh no these are cursed boots of safety. Uh, they make you dance whenever you hear music. And after exactly 46 seconds of dancing, if your allies haven't started to dance with you, you immediately become aggressive and attack them until the music stops. Because they're no friends of yours. Oh. <laughs> Saw that coming. S, S, S. Saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> the look Alyssa's giving me you know, is so good. <laughs> I think we're allowed to play 30 seconds of music, so I might put 30 seconds of safety dance in. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the rule is on that. I think it's 30 seconds. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, well, I have the belt of pants. <laughs> okay. This belt creates illusionary pants on the wearer. The wearer can suppress the illusion at will. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I like that. Can I make the pants look like any kind of pants? Yeah. That's pretty good. Actually. Suddenly I have lederhosen on. These are just the emperor's new clothes or whatever. Well, the belt stays the belt buckle stays the same. So you wear you wear the belt and then it manifests right. the pants. Yes. Yeah. But you know, it's super breezy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be great for the summertime. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah just it's it's gonna be real awkward as soon as you come into the you know mageocracy uh uh you know tower uh you know and and uh it dispels all your magic right you're going to you know speak with some like mage that runs a city or whatever and like either it dispels it dispels magic as you will go through the entryway or or you you run across someone that has true sight. <laughs> what is the meaning of this? If if you're knocked unconscious, does the spell effect end? 
Yes. <laughs> so then, not only are you not unconscious, but you have no pants on. <laughs> For those who like the dream of going to school with no pants. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Here's your opportunity. Well, I used to, um, I remember there was a character in a campaign this was years ago when I was a kid uh, that had a hat that would make them look like whatever they, they wanted to look like. I, I like that idea of disguise items that, we, we gave, that um, change your clothes or that. I gave stuff Adam like that. A, an amulet that gave him a mustache when he was wearing it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. So he was a tortle character uh-huh. and he had his like, big bushy mustache. <laughs> <laughs> From his amulet. <laughs> and I think he would like turn the amulet upside down and his mustache would, would, would go <laughs> up and down. <laughs> turn it upside down. Well, he could change what kind of mustache it was. Oh, that's what it was. So he, he could just grab the amulet and make his mustache go up and down and, <laughs> and change into different mustaches. <laughs> I like I like that a lot. Um, the um uh the I, I we also gave a character at one point in time a necklace of of like a uh, commanding voice and it just made their voice like really deep yeah it made his voice very deep yeah and... you just put it on and you hello <laughs> I'm, i command all of you regardless of whatever your voice sounded like yeah. beforehand. <laughs> or the the boots of transportation or teleportation oh yeah the boots would teleport uh off your feet <laughs> yeah and land somewhere else <laughs> i was worried that you were gonna say the boots would teleport with your feet Oh, oh ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you know, considering I made a meat puppet of Adam earlier, I guess yeah, that's, that's pretty true. Or the boots of levitation. The boots will, will lift an inch or two off the ground when not worn. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great to They're sweep just under floaty, them. Yeah, they don't take up any, any space on your floor there. I do have one last. I have one more item. Okay. I have one too, but, but it's the... It's a ring of invisibility that di- seems to disappear when you put it on, but you can still feel it. That's it. So it seemed pretty silly. Yeah. That's that's a mean. That's a that's a a, a mean uh, <laughs> uh, trick. Because if you're like you found a ring of invisibility, your player is gonna be like, oh my gosh, a ring of invisibility! Awesome! This is like really rare. Come on, put it on. It disappears. <laughs> yeah. No. No, just the ring is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if if all the players are in on it, they could go. Where did they go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They I like all the other players I, going like, no, we definitely can't see you. <laughs> or, I'm gonna sneak into the next chamber then. <laughs> Wait, uh, maybe can uh, we tell? Don't worry, everyone. I have my ring of invisibility. I'll sneak um, in. Okay, or or take two of this item: the ring of invisibility that turns you invisible, but not the ring. <laughs> that's still that's pretty good so it's just a that's floating, just a floating it's ring a lot, it's a lot uh, harder to notice a ring I, floating around i like i like, I like the, that the ring turns invisible it's just kind of a it's mean <laughs> i like if if it was gonna turn you invisible but it doesn't turn the item invisible i like if, it, if it's a hat of invisibility oh, <laughs> that so way there's a, a hat, hat floating. Sort of floating across the so suddenly if you want to like be nonchalant you have to like roll on the ground so it looks like the hat's rolling <laughs> oh yeah like tumbleweed <laughs> style yeah. it's being Make blown across this check as you <laughs> yeah. roll across the <laughs> <Yeah>. ground <laughs> in the middle of town in the in the middle of this dungeon where there's no air don't <laughs> flowing. S- don't say anything, because otherwise you'll hear, oof, 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 oof. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my 
god. All your weapons are clanging against the right? ground as you're as you're rolling. <laughs> um, oh man. So, okay, my my last item is the bag of almost useful items. Oh no. This is created by accident when trying to make a bag of useful items, but the creator was slightly missing some ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> Once per day, you can pull an item from this sack to help you solve a problem or challenge. This item will be almost useful, but decidedly not as useful as you want it to be. Okay. This might mean if you need 50 feet of rope, the bag provides you with a 45-foot one. Or like or like 50 feet of rope, but in one-foot chunks. <laughs> yeah. Or you need a cup to hold liquid, and the bag provides you with a colander instead. <laughs> Uh, or perhaps you need a sharp sword to do battle, and the bag would provide you with a sharpening stone and a dull piece of metal. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's almost, almost useful. <laughs> uh, I have, I have two, two items that I used in in different games uh, that uh, I'll talk about briefly. And that's, so, that's just trademark Greg. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to text him when you when no, use no, these no. items. That's the royalty. It, it, we'll give, we'll give everyone <laughs> your phone number. Greg. <laughs> no, these, these are, uh, these are items that uh, I didn't have like any, any clever names, but um, I like using the wild magic table. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I do. I do so, enjoy using a lot of magic stuff. Uh, when, when I was playing a, a water game, uh, there was a, a shop in that game where the proprietor only has purple stuff. It's called old, old Zoblob Shop, and everything is purple. And I like this shop. And, this is a real shop that exists, or at least used to exist in Seattle, by the way. Yeah, the, pur- the purple shop. The purple <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, it was called the pur- purple. It was purple. Store, it was yeah. Anyway, go. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, one of my players bought a purple hand axe in a purple sheath, and I decided that this hand axe, if you rolled a critical hit, I would I would roll or I'd have you. Whoever made the critical hit roll on the wild magic table, and a wild magic happen would happen. And so, of course, the first time he uses it and gets a crit, uh, he rolls on the uh, table and and gets the the effect that uh, a fireball is cast all centered on him. So, uh, it 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 was it was just mania. Uh, in the streets when the because the fireball was also purple everything was purple yeah. with this but yes I was oh, gonna sure. say the fireball yeah. should have been purple yeah yeah absolutely yeah every, every it was it was as well but they were like so wait this thing makes fireballs I don't want to use this like well what does that mean you know try try it again maybe and then I had in a in a earlier game I had a puzzle box. The puzzle box had different colors on it, and like, it, like one side was red, one side was black, one side was you know green, one side was yellow, right? And each each side also had like a little indentation that you could you could press, and if you pressed the right combination, you would it would unlock the box, and there was going to be a. a a very rare item inside. I think I had a ring of like spell storing or something. I can't remember what I had in there, but there was a ring uh, or some other small, powerful magical item inside. If you got the combination wrong, um, I 
and I went, spent way too much time in this, but basically um, it was based off of just like the colors, but I took every letter, first letter of the, the colors and like tried to find as many words as I could from, from these letters and like uh, basically had a spell effect, a random spell effect that like uh, went off. Like utilize that word? Yeah. Wow. So you had a list on... of different things that would go wrong. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like every, there was like, oh, man, I wish, I don't have it on hand, but, but anyway. That... But yeah, so like there was, there was each, each combination that was incorrect had a different, uh, uh, had a different um, negative effect or, 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 you know, wild magic sort of effect. Some of them were like you polymorphed for an hour, you know, and polymorph yourself uh, or what have you. And then if you, if you use the same one again, uh, nothing would happen. I think it would just like shock you for like, 1d6 lightning damage oh as oh. as a way to prevent you from being like oh wow, haha, i know how to do this i'll just do this again yeah. <laughs> I like... now it's a box of very very many magical effects right i like this box the first thing i thought of when you when you said the colors was simon says and um i could imagine like you can open this box um you have to follow the pattern here's and then you hand your player here's the the simon game the electronic simon game you have to go 10 rounds yeah that would be really cool 10 rounds it opens um the only problem is is then you wouldn't be able to have all of the cool effects yeah because it'd be impossible to do that many effects yeah um i've also had uh there's a there's an item from um uh the adventure zone called the ring of the grammarian Mm that allows you to change one letter in a spell yeah, uh, and then achieve a new effect with that spell. And I have a bunch of players that have like really, really loved trying to come up with the ways they can alter spells with the ring of the grammarian. Uh, One of the things that I told them is that I will never, I'll let the effect always be something positive because you're, it's like a once a day ability and you, Mm. you have to, you know, acquire the ring and everything like that. But um, I will not repeat the same positive effect every time. So you can't, you can't just you know turn aid into raid and then and then raid a dungeon uh, with it with tiny little people that appear, which is one of the effects that I, <laughs> that I did, um, uh, which was fun. But then I didn't want them to like use that against every bad guy or right. whatever. And now, now here's this raid effect that you're gonna yeah, use. Yeah, right. Time. Because yeah. I can only imagine what Tasha's hideous slaughter looks like. Oh yeah, that's well, <laughs> pretty. It's pretty awful. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would if they if they tried that again. Maybe like, all right, great. You now get you know all damage done to insects is doubled. Oh yeah, raid. Raid. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Raid. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tasha's um, slaughter sounds terrifying. That's well, that's not changing a letter; that's adding a letter. I, I, I think I allowed them to add a letter. You, would, you yeah. could add a letter. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think because otherwise, raid is the same way. Heal metal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he. I'll just. I'll just repair this metal. Yeah, uh, re- repair the bridge. Repair. Or, or yeah. maybe uh, you know, oh, there's a there's a construct that's all broken. I'm gonna cast heal metal and and put it back together. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of, um, of, of mentioning a couple kind of joke items that are already in 
the player's handbook or uh, in the dungeon master's guide and, and places. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hit, hit, hit us with them. All right. So I like, uh, I like that idea. In the, in the uh, dungeon master's guide, there's, there's a couple that are like cursed items that look like actual items. Like for example, instead of a uh, bag of holding, they have a bag of devouring. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. I, I, I'm such a big fan of cursed items. I think they're so interesting, and I really like cursed items that have, you know, you can't remove it or you can't get rid of it. Right. You have to, you have to go through some process. Like it unlocks a quest now that you have to go do. To, yeah. So you, to get you rid like, of this like item. telling your players, well, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and in some cases, I like I, I like it if it's a curse that's you know not wholly inhibited, right? Like I don't. A curse item that like turns you to stone, and now you like don't have your player, your character anymore. Right. Like that's not interesting. No, I want it to be like a curse you have to deal with every day, or yeah. or that you know does a funny effect or yeah. something. If you if you were to curse someone with stone, uh, in a in kind of a cool way, I guess, is you could you could definitely be like, all right, your skin is turning to stone. It's not happening quickly, but you notice that like, all right, it's brittle or whatever, and now like. All right, you've got a plus one to your AC now, because uh, you've got this stone skin. But you know, maybe in game, you're like, all right, well now, but your your uh, your movement speed is reduced by five feet. Oh, now and right. like, you know, after every it's long slowly getting worse and worse. A, a save to have it like get harder and, and and more and more difficult to either move or be like you're at you know. Kind of like uh, exhaustion rules, like uh, yeah. Yeah. the slow acting thing. You can you can you know find a way to stop it if you if you try. And there's some benefits to it, but like oh man, like now you're at disadvantage for uh, whenever you like anything dex based yeah, or, dex or based something like that. Yeah. But uh, but hey, your constitution saves get advantage. Like kind of do that sort of thing where it's like. Yeah, this isn't great, and it's getting worse, but it's not all bad. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I've I like some that. some benefit here. I like that. What what is uh, so? I know what the bag of devouring does, but would you would you explain that for, yeah. for listeners if they haven't heard of it? Before? So the bag of devouring resembles a bag of holding, um, but is actually a feeding orifice for a gigantic extra dimensional creature, uh, and the. Um, the creature attached to the bag can sense whatever is placed in the bag. Animal or vegetable matter placed wholly in the bag is devoured and lost forever. Uh, so don't put any kittens in the bag. Oh. When part of a living creature is placed in the bag, as happens when someone reaches inside it, there's a 50% chance the creature is pulled inside the bag. The creature Whoa. inside the bag can use its action to try and escape uh, with a successful DC 15 strength check, another creature can use its action to reach into the bag and pull the creature out, doing so with a successful DC 20 check, provided it isn't pulled into the bag first. Uh, <laughs> any, any creature that starts its turn inside the bag is devoured, its body <gasps> destroyed. Inanimate objects can be stored in the bag, which can hold a cubic foot of such material. However, once each day, the bag swallows any object inside it and spits them out into another plane of existence. The DM determines the time and plane. If the bag is torn or is destroyed, uh, uh, if the bag is pierced or torn, it's destroyed. 
Does that destroy the creature? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. But like, interesting. That that one that one's pretty like those are some really high odds and like uh, that's a that's a sort of item that you're like oh no I messed up this isn't what I thought it was like almost right away yeah fifty fifty percent to pull you in and then completely dissolve your body <laughs> in a round well, that's that, that's pretty rough and can you imagine you you put like a prized possession in there and then it gets spit out into um. A random plane. A labyrinth demi plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean Although once again, you know, the real the real fun there is like the quest to now go after this item that you, right, that exactly. you didn't want we didn't we want just, to consume. We just got the, you know, Vorpal sword and put it into this bag of holding uh to keep it safe and oh uh, no, now it's gone and the bag's gone and 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 Dennis is gone. <laughs> Poor Dennis. <laughs> oh no. Dennis was the hireling that was carrying all of the stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Hireling. So, hireling. The other the other one uh, that I saw. This is horrible. All those items are gone. Yeah. And Dennis, Dennis, of course, Dennis too, of course. Yeah, that's Dennis. that's also terrible. <laughs> so, the other He's one that I saw uh, in the Dungeon Master's guide is the uh, dust of cheesing uh, dust of sneezing and choking. No, I like dust of cheesing. That's pretty good too. That's the dust of runaway. Yeah. Dust. <laughs> Cheese it. Cheese it. <laughs> Can, before before I get into this, I I just remembered Dennis the the hireling uh-huh. that I just mentioned. There's a comic that I used to read called um, Nodwick. Did you ever read the didn't, comic? Didn't have Dennis oh, yeah. Nodwick. Nodwick. Yeah. No, Nodwick was about um, a group of adventurers, and he was the one who was always hired to carry all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No. And there was a wizard, oh, I totally, I totally and never read this. you've never read this comic. No, I used to have one of their books, and I don't know what I did with it. Um, but I used to read this religiously. Like there's a there's like fighter character and a sorceress and a wizard, and then Nodwick is the one who has to like lug all their crap Step all around. All things, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't. I like it. Yeah, check out Nodwick. <laughs> Pretty good comic. Yeah. <laughs> if it's still going, I I think it's still going. The the comic exists at least. Anyway, Greg, sorry, Greg. Greg. Yeah, no, it's fine. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> dust of cheese. It no, it was dust of sneezing and choking, sneezing and snoking. <laughs> what does it do? Uh, so it resembles a dust of disappearance, which <laughs> <laughs> that's extra good. Yeah, which uh, you know, you you throw the dust in the air. Uh, dust of disappearance. You throw it in the air. And each creature and object within 10 feet of you becomes invisible for 2d4 minutes. Um, so the dust of sneezing and choking resembles this. Uh, and an identify spell reveals it to be as such. So if you cast identify on it, you think you have dust of disappearance. That's oh, extra no. good. And when you throw, but when you throw a handful of this dust into the air, each creature that needs to breathe within 30 feet of you has to succeed a DC 15 constitution save or become unable to breathe while sneezing uncontrollably. A creature affected in this way is incapacitated and suffocating. As long as it continues, a creature can repeat a saving throw at the end of its turns, ending uh, the effect on it on a success. The lesser restoration spell can also end this effect on the creature. So you're either disappearing, like if you want to use this offensively, you're either accidentally disappearing it, 
the creature or making it sneeze uncontrollably. Well, you would. Well, dust dust of disappearance is like a it's like a dust you throw on yourself. Right, but I'm I'm saying if you're like, haha, I have the dust of sneezing and choking. Oh, if you knew I'm that you had th- it, yeah. I'm gonna throw it on this dragon. But but <laughs> when you cast identify, so unless unless someone like you were at a apothecary and they were like, this is the dust of sneezing and choking, and you knew it, then then yeah, you could you could potentially throw it in the air and and uh, you know harm someone else um but it it's everyone within 30 feet of you including you so, uh, yeah. unless you don't need to breathe unless you don't need to ah your constructor you know, you're a yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah or if you were like an artificer or something and you set up an elaborate little like uh uh or, or you know a a forest gnome and you created a little trinket that like uh, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, um, the the uh, the gag, uh, uh, the the thing with the stolen packages, and they they lift it up, and it like, <gasps> oh yeah, the, the glitter glitter bomb, bomb. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some you could you could probably come up with some some oh, ring sort of, something, some sort of like trap that does that, and then yeah, it could it could definitely like be a a hindrance. Um, but it also, the way it's written, it can actually be kind of deadly because you're suffocating yeah. as you're sneezing. And, and, uh, and, yeah, and the hard. suffocation rules. Yeah, the suffocation rules in the game are, are pretty favorable to, to players, actually, because like you, you actually don't take any ill effects for a number of rounds equal to your constitution modifier, I believe. Um, so... So like it and, gives you a you know at least at least one round for saving, but if you're uh, to, to try and get a, get away from it before any negative effects, but um, then so, that's, so, that's so those, those are two you know joke uh, items. Uh, I like the idea of joke items that identify as their their non joke counterpart. I like I like the the concept <laughs> that like there's nothing you can do here. You you're gonna get. You're gonna get caught. Yeah. You're falling into the prank here. So, yeah. so I have another item. Okay. Uh, this is called, and then we have to get to our our, our um spell because. Oh, we have a spell. Well, well, Greg might have a spell for us. Oh, okay. So, anti matches. A box of matches. Striking one will make it begin to drip water from the tip while the match shrivels away. The amount of water a match releases is about enough to fill a tablespoon. <laughs> but. I can imagine because it looks exactly like a regular match. Um, accidentally having a, a mix mixed up matchbox of anti matches and regular matches. You're trying to light a fire and you're like, ah, another max of <laughs> anti match. <laughs> you're just getting your fire wet. Sprinkling your fire. You have to. You should roll a dice to see if you get an anti match or a regular match. And yeah, I like that idea. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Um. But you know, in a certain circumstance, that could be really good if it's like uh, you know. All right, put out, put out this fire. Well, it's a, a <laughs> tablespoon per match. It's, sure. It's, yeah. Eh. Not much. But, yeah. but if if you were in some dungeon and it's like you know, you need you need a, you know water placed in this brazier to stop a a negative you know an an a magical right. effect or whatever, be like, oh, I got those anti matches. Yeah, like the fifth element, you need to put a right. water on top of the thing. Yeah, exactly. Or I could see if you're in some sort of frozen tundra 
and suddenly you have a, tea, a tablespoon of water that freezes, and it's kind of like a little projectile. You could fling it. At oh something. yeah, yeah. In before we before we move on, I just wanted to mention in Xanathar's Guide also. There's a whole bunch of common magic items. My favorite is the cloak of billowing, which is a cloak that, as an action, you can make it billow majestically as though there is a wind. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's that, that's sort of like just a aesthetic kind of thing players love. Every time I've brought out a cloak of billowing to the table, people have been like, "Wait, so." What does it do? It billows. It's a cloak of billowing. Very, very nicely. That's, wait, <laughs> that's all it does? Yes, you look very majestic when you use <laughs> I want that! <laughs> the best item. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine, like, you do the killing blow and you stand there and you go, I use my action to make my cloak billow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. absolutely. <laughs> the hero's pose. The hero's pose. Um, so let's move on. Let's do uh, use that spell. Use that spell. Um, so I was going to uh, suggest a spell. Um, and since I was originally going to title this uh, joke items and the spell name, I, I tend to do this. I tend to be alliterative. So I was going to use a J spell. And there's only one J spell I could find, which was jump. Um, but uh, Greg uh, has found a couple of things um, or maybe one thing. I don't know. We're going to let Greg take over. Okay. I was looking in uh, the... Uh, Acquisitions Incorporated book um, because they're very funny folks and a lot of their uh, the content in this is um, written with like a smirk and a wink. Uh, there are a couple spells in here. There's Jim's Glowing Coin and Jim's Magic Missile that I thought were very interesting because they uh, they they have a, a special component. But uh, I'll talk about um, I'll talk about uh, Jim's Jim's magic missile here. So it is uh, a first level evocation. Um, and those of you who don't know, Jim Dark Magic is a character in Acquisitions Incorporated, which is a, a, a podcast uh, and a. They started as live games at PAX. Yeah. Uh, um, PAX conventions. Mm. And uh, we actually got to go to the first one. It was really yeah, fun. Yeah, it was fun. I, was there. I was there too. Yeah. That was fun. That was, it was a lot of fun. Was, and it has since expanded into into other podcasts and other other shows. And now they have the, the uh, a whole adventure module and book and, yeah. and but, all sorts uh, of other stuff. Yeah. But uh, one of the one of the uh, creators of Penny Arcade uh, plays uh, the character Jim Dark Magic, and so this is his uh, one of his spells. And it says, "Any apprentice wizard can cast a boring old magic missile. Sure, it always strikes its target. Yawn. Do away with the drudgery of your grandfather's magic with this improved version of the spell, as used by Jim Dark Magic." You create three twisting, whistling, hypoallergenic, gluten-free darts of magical force. Each dart targets a creature of your choice that you can see within range. Make a ranged spell attack for each missile on a hit. A missile deals 2d4 force damage to its target. If the attack roll scores a critical hit, the target of that missile takes 5d4 damage instead of you rolling damage twice for a critical hit. If the attack roll for any missile is a 1, all missiles miss their targets and blow up in your face. Force damage per missile to you. Ouch. Oh, I like that a lot. And uh, when you cast this spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, the spell creates one more dart 
and the royalty component increases by one gold for each slot level above first. What's the royalty component? Well, a few of these spells, not only do they have a verbal and semantic component, there's a royalty component that is explained thusly. Jim Dark Magic's unique brand of spellcasting mixes arcane expertise with a particular kind of cuneary fervor. <laughs> new spells uh, originally developed by Jim spawned a new type of spell component which has since spread to other spells created by other employees and franchisees of Acquisitions Incorporated, the royalty component. To cast a spell that employs a royalty component, including uh, using a spell scroll or other magic items that store such a spell, a caster must have sufficient funds on their person. Uh, the cost of this casting is set by the caster who creates the spell, but it is typically one gold per spell slot level. When the spell is cast, the royalty is magically transported to a coffer or other object designed by the creating spellcaster. This payment is made whether the caster is using the spell, is aware of the royalty component or not. If the caster does not have sufficient funds, the spell is lost, is not lost, but it cannot be cast. Um, wow. And uh, That's classic Omen Drawn and, yeah. and Jim Dark Magic right there. <laughs> so, so the, the uh, spell component or the royalty component for Jim's Magic Missile is one gold. So every time you cast it, one gold is uh, is used or is is vanished from your your personal gold and and goes into their coffers. Uh, however, wow. um, one little <laughs> added twist to this, which I think is just just lovely, is it says for the royalty component. Though many casters have tried to circumvent the royalty component, none have ever fully succeeded. However, it is said that a character can attempt a DC 15 intelligence arcana check while casting a spell with a royalty component. And with a successful check, the payment is taken from a random creature within 10 feet of the caster without that creature's knowledge. Nice. So you can, you know, if there's enemies within 10 feet of you, like maybe that bugbear had uh, a, go you know, a, few, a few gold on him. Now he has one less, you know. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like the idea that somewhere in uh, the D&D the world, there's a giant Scrooge McDuck vault that's constantly filling up with gold. Yep. And if Ack Inc. was, uh, was needing a, another um, campaign arc, it could be all of the interns who have, have gone broke using their spells trying to find it and, and break in Ocean's Eleven style. Oh, steal all their gold to from get their the gold back. Scrooge McDuckian vault, <laughs> or uh, or like um, uh, somebody intervenes in their in their spell mm -hmm. and starts rerouting all yeah, the gold from what people it. are casting into their oh into oh their like um, office space style. Yeah, <laughs> one piece of gold for yeah, every. It's just a small. They're just, just rounding. Small. It's just a rounding. Yeah, yeah we just yeah. round it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think you could easily play the play that office space thing uh, in uh, Acquisitions Incorporated and be like, so you had this great plan. You're part of this. And it's just taking fractions of, of gold, like fractions of coppers because of, of the royalties that Jim Dark Magic and Omen Drawn are getting. But you got your math wrong. And now, and now Omen Drawn is looking for who's stealing from the company. And yeah, that could be yeah. a really fun adventure seed. 
I like I like that idea a lot. It could even be just like um. You know what? Oh, uh, oh I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it could be literally like portions of the coin. It's like it's like literally <laughs> like a little slice of I, every coin that comes in. What I would be like a flake. What what I would do with that is I'd say, all right, everyone, you're level one characters, and you have two hundred thousand gold. Oh yeah. Like, like wait, like give them all of this gold. Yeah. You got it all. Boom. It, like you had you had this chest, you were gonna redirect it. The entire room is now filled with gold. You opened the door and it came sloughing. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> this gold didn't come from nowhere. Yeah. And not only is Omen and Jim after you, but dragons are being attracted to you, yeah. bandits are being attracted <laughs> to you. I mean, you know, Acquisitions Incorporated has many rivals that they found out this was going on they might um offer their services uh or they might just be like hey look at these idiots let's steal this money and uh, humiliate uh, acquisitions incorporated in the process totally that's yeah. fantastic yeah yeah i like that idea a lot um i think uh uh i'm a fan as well of the original spell the the jim's magic missile just for the extra effects like the extra on crit and and on critical miss effects I just am a big fan of making critical hits and making critical misses extra interesting. I, I really like the idea of them being more significant in, in play and in and in the effect of the game than, than they actually are listed in the in the player's handbook and stuff. So having spells that add to that is is I think a real benefit. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, I think that wraps up season one. That's it. Season finale. We did it. Yeah, maybe I should play an extended version of the of the outro because I I feel like everybody gets a little snip of the song. Maybe I should play more. Uh, Unless sure, this sure. is a long episode, I'll figure it out after I edit it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thank you so much, Greg, for for coming back on again and joking around with us. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, always a blast. Uh, as always, you can go to our website, nextsessionpodcast.com, and you can submit a question. There's no season break that I know of. I mean, I guess we could say we're going to have a break, but I don't think we're having a break. It's just going to go right into season I think two. we're just going to go into season two. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, so really no reason. Come, come and join us. <laughs> season two. Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter and on Facebook at The Next Session. And Instagram, uh, which is Next Session Podcast, I believe, yeah. offhand. I'm not looking. Um, Greg, is there is there any place that uh, if people want to reach out and, and chat with you or, or comment about a, a joke item that you made? Is there a place Give they can reach Give you royalties? Uh, yeah. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, Wax to Stash. Yeah, uh, that's, that's probably the best place to find me. I can, uh, I can link in our... Um, show notes perfect to uh to greg's twitter if anyone wants to follow greg awesome well thank you so much greg for joining us and and uh thank you everybody for for listening thank yeah. you thank you all for joining we wrapped us for our, season one That's... Our, our season one wrap i can't even believe it so i'm adam johns and i'm Alyssa johns and tune in next time and we will help you prep and plan for your next session bye and we're out <laughs>